welcome back to the Cashing Points live stream. It's week three, fellas. I'm here with my guy Scott. I'm here with my guy John Proctor. And uh, yeah, we're going to walk through the DFS slate like we usually do, go game by game. But I got to mention, if you didn't know already, Proctor will be live on Sunday mornings. Literally, if you just scroll down from the screen you're looking at right now, uh, you can see week uh, the week one, week two Sunday update. Johnny will be in here every Sunday morning giving you all the goods. Uh, so make sure you hop in that, watch that, and check out that show. Uh, you can ask him questions in Discord, and he'll try to get to as many as he can as we get through lock. But, boys, it's week three. Johnny, welcome back, man. How's it going? Good, man. Last week was uh, – I unfortunately missed the show for two a week. Tua for MVP, and uh, we'll get back on track. How much Tua did you have last week? Not enough. Yeah. My uh, my Tua team on Fanduel didn't save, so like like I thought Ooh. I saved it before lock. So yeah. Jesus. So I just like closed most of my apps and had a nice Sunday with my family. You know. Oh, well, you're a smart man. You're a smart man than I am. <laughs> Scott, what's going on, dude? What's up? Um, shall we do it? Week three. Yeah, can I just say like overarching feel of this slate is uh, I think it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's it's a pretty tough, just difficult slate. Yeah, I agree. There's like three or four good games. Uh, One just got taken away. But yeah, man, there's like seven or eight games that are tough. Um, Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Texans Bears will get started with uh, a really gross game game. Get it started here. Excuse me, Bears are two and a half point favorites over under is 40. Um, really no injury concerns in this game, uh, but obviously we do have Bears concerns, mainly Justin Fields concerns, and whether or not they're actually going to let him, you know, actually play quarterback in the NFL and let him throw the ball. Um, they they opened it up a little bit in that second half against the Packers, man, but like he was so bad. Um, <clears throat> Scott, I'll kick it to you, man, like. I think David Montgomery is going to be pretty popular this week, but I mean, this, this bears team just still is like, it's, it's a good spot. Texans run defense is bad, but man, I mean, I I just don't know how much touchdown equity any of these dudes have. Uh, Yeah. I mean, especially with it looking like Josh Jacobs is going to miss Montgomery is probably one of the top three cash running back plays of the week. I, I don't have him as high as I think everyone else is going to. He's, he would be like RB3, RB4 for me. Um, and then for GPPs, I just think he's going to be way too yeah. heavily owned. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good matchup. And, you know, they're trying to hide fields as much as possible. Uh, Pierce on the other side is, you know, vaguely in play. He got all of the carries last week, uh, like 33% of the routes, which is like better than I expected. Um, and it's a game Houston could win. Um I don't know. That's that's just my thoughts on the running backs. I mean, everybody's going to see that fifty nine hundred on DK from Montgomery Proctor and, uh, and jump on it here. Yeah, he's a good play. I mean, he's obviously, um, you know, between him and Fournette, they're probably the top two plays on DraftKings, just in a, terms of straight up points per dollar. Um, and he's, you know, Montgomery's up there on. Fandle too, but I think on on Fandle it's a little easier to get away from him um, since he's basically the same price as Fournette. Um, but I think with Montgomery and Pierce both in tournaments, I think I really only want them paired 
with their defenses. I, I don't want them as one-offs. Um, I think that's where you get your differentiation in tournaments. Uh, Chicago defense is fairly expensive. I don't think they're going to be very owned. And I think, you know, if Houston shows up and Chicago does have to throw the ball, then Montgomery's probably dust. You know, I think that's where you, because if, if fields really has to like, you know, turn it on, he's going to be running more than, uh, He's right. going to be dumping off to Montgomery. So I think that's kind of how I'm looking at Montgomery. I think he's a guy that I'll probably be underweight in tournaments. And if I do have him, um, I'll just pair him with Chicago to get different. But I do think uh, the Pierce-Houston pairing is is nice because Houston. I think Houston's going to have some ownership at defense, and I don't think Pierce will be even close to his own to Mo- as Montgomery. Gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I was going to mention, I think Pierce is phenomenal on FanDuel. He's 5,800. Um, he's going to be pretty popular, but I think this is the same play that like we we thought we were getting from Pierce in week one when he was 5,400. Um, so I do like Pierce quite a bit. Just an obvious breakout spot. Um, any interest in like Cooks or any of these pass catchers, or should we keep it moving? No. Uh, I mean, Cooks is a great value play. You're not on Cooks? I like Cooks a lot this week. I just, I mean, does he have a ceiling? Uh, I mean, I think he's one of the probably top five cash plays. I think he's an even better uh, value on FanDuel as well. You talked about it in Start Sit. It's like he's had 10 or more targets in, what, all of his last six games? Yeah, five, um, five of his last six. He's had uh, 10 or more targets. The volume will be there. I just I just don't know, man. This, this game is going to be slow-paced, run-heavy. Like, he's a good value for where he is. I just worry about him having touchdown – you know, touch enough touchdown equity to win a tournament. Will the volume be there? Yeah, so, I mean, you look cash with him. But we look at the yeah. Colts game and the Broncos game. Like the Colts, they tied. The Broncos, they lost. Like both games, they got pushed. They're not going to get pushed by Chicago. And this is like Lovey Smith. You know, the the offense is going to be like total. You know, it's going to be total garbage and, until they're losing. I think most weeks. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think this game just really sucks. Yeah. All right, well, let's keep it moving because um, I agree. Bengals, Jets, pretty fun one here. Uh, Bengals are five-point favorites, over-unders 45. Um, CJ Uzoma should be back, so we'll probably see some sort of split with him and Tyler Conklin at tight end for the Jets. Uh, Hayden Hurst is questionable, but I think he practiced in full on Thursday, so he should be fine. Uh, neither of these teams have had a lead at all this year, which is crazy. The Jets have had a lead for one one play, and it was Joe Flacco's kneel down at the end of last week. So uh, both teams trying to get right here. Uh, this is just a huge, huge spot, Scott, for Burrow and Chase and Higgins, right? I mean, obviously we need the Jets to show up, but I think Burrow and, and, and their guys are just super motivated to get these last two bad weeks out of their, you know, the bad taste out of their mouth, so to speak. Yeah, I, I really like this game. I like both sides of this game. Flacco's averaging 60 pass attempts per game. Garrett Wilson looks freaking incredible. Um, and, it, and it becomes one of those things where we've seen this so often where a player surprises, breaks out, and the DFS community just keeps doubting it. But, you know, you look ahead eight weeks later, and it's like, oh, my God, I'm playing this guy now at 7,100, and I could have had him at 5,500. Uh, 5,400. And, you know, Johnny and I have made a lot of money like playing rookie OBJ, playing, you know, must start Doug, a bunch of guys. So just being early on that. So I think Garrett Wilson's intriguing. I don't know that he's going to make my write up. 
And then, uh, you know, I've talked about it before, but God does not want me to be rich. He's like, I need to have a family and be settled down. And then when I'm 40, I'll, I'll, I'll win millions of dollars. And so if we like take that assumption as true, which it is, uh, <laughs> Elijah Moore, you know, killed me week one, killed me week two. And then week three in an awesome matchup just goes nuclear. So I really like Flacco doubles for large field tournaments. And then uh, the question is, who do you play on Cincinnati side? And I think I like Higgins more just because he's just like way too damn cheap. And if you look at his numbers, he's hit 19 fantasy points in what, six of his last eight healthy games. He averages like 28 fantasy points per game over that span. And he's priced as like the wide receiver 22 of the week, something like that. Uh, so just like looking at that value per dollar, he's most intriguing to me. Of course, though, you know, Chase could just wreck the slate. And then Hayden Hurst with Drew Sample out. You know, I like betting on him to be this year's Dawson Knox, this year's Robert Tunyon, if the offense is as good as we all expected it to be. And it's like, it's weird to me that he's been this bad after being like the most exciting offense in football at the tail end of last season through the playoffs. Taylor's a donkey. I mean, that's what it is. He's just a stone cold moron. Like, I mean, the offensive line has been atrocious. Like on paper, this is supposed to be a significant offensive line. It looks bottom <clears> six. I mean, they literally did not have an answer for one player last week. And it was Micah Parsons. They just, they could not do anything to stop him. Um, Though, well, the good news is that to the Jets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Jets don't have anybody. Um, I was going to mention Hurst, man. He's a great play in FanDuel if you want to play, uh, play some Burrow stacks, 5,100. Um, but, Johnny, what are your thoughts here on this game? I think the, the offensive line, I think, is eventually going to figure it out. They're, they're more talented than they were last year. Um, but I think it's that, you know, you hear um, Ross Tucker and guys who have played in the NFL talk about, like, continuity being a thing for an offensive line. And they, you know, these guys are – it's what five new pieces like they're they're in four new pieces, right and you know a lot of them are we're sliding around so i think eventually they'll they'll figure that out this is a tough week for them to figure it out though with you know the way the jets defense is is going to be on that uh o-line so i do i think jets defense is a is a like probably my favorite play in this game um because it looks like they're probably not going to be the most popular because I think people expect the the Bengals to bounce back and they can bounce back, but Burrow's taking what six plus sacks and two straight. So they're going to do that again. And, and for what they cost on DraftKings, I don't <clears throat> think I would play the jets on FanDuel though. They're sort of in the mid range. Um, but I, you know, I think Garrett Wilson's a, a good play. I think this game has a good chance to be more exciting than, People want to give, you know, it's like those two bad teams with like okay offenses or or whatnot. Um, but I do, I think Mixon will probably get it overowned. I probably won't play a ton of. You don't Mixon. like Mixon? I I love Mixon. I just, um, I don't know. I just I just don't have a whole lot of faith in the in the Bengals offense to be like super productive outside of letting Burrow play hero ball when they finally have to yeah i i just think this is like the dream matchup of all matchups the jets gave up 19.2 rushing fantasy points per game to running backs last year which is like one of the most ever and then this year they've given up 18.4 which is the third most you know mixon is this heavily game script dependent running back he has good game script he's seeing like the best volume he's ever had uh he leads all running backs in xfp 
Um, I think after Fournette, he's probably like my favorite running back play for cash. You can make an argument for Dalvin. Maybe your your team Dalvin on this one. Well, no, I think I think you know you look at the Jets and you say like they've given up a ton to you know running backs, but I think it's a little sort of you know you you say you know how much do they really give up on sort of like a per touch basis when you know the the Browns had what thirty carries against them and three of them were for for touchdowns. So I think you know they got they got gashed by Nick Chubb. Um, I'm not necessarily sure that they're going to be a team that's going to get gashed, you know, week in week out. Because I, you know, they have a good defensive line. Probably what top five or six in the league. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. I mean, they were really bad against the run last year too. I know they've improved, but they were like generationally bad. Um, the Jets have them with. I mean, the PFF has them with a perfectly average defensive line. Yeah, PFF said you should trade Stefan Diggs and you should draft Travis Kelsey. So, you know, PFF can PFF off. (laughs) Uh, The other thing you said, you said uh, Jets defense is your favorite defense. I I like Arizona more at the same price. I think it's more, I think, I I think, I guess I should have said like my favorite tournament defense. I just, I don't think people are going to play a whole lot of the Jets. Yeah, I mean, no, no, they're definitely not, um, and that's. Fair. Although I'm not sure, I'm not sure people are going to play Arizona either. So I think that's probably pretty in play too. No, I, I like the call. I mean, if you're if you're taking the contrarian way into the game, I mean, the way this game sucks is it's the second or third straight game Burrow gets destroyed. So I definitely like the call, but um, I don't know. I still think this is a perfect get right spot for for Burrow. How, how would you how would you stack this game, Johnny <laughs> Flacco? Garrett Wilson, Elijah Higgins, Mixon. Is that just like way too much? Yeah, it's too much. Okay. You you also you have to remember what you're going up against. So when you're taking pieces out of the Bengals and Jets game, you have to remember that, you know, you have the Lions and Vikings game, you have the Bills and Dolphins game, you have the Rams Cardinals game. And so you don't want to play and, – and you have the Eagles in the Washington game. So you don't want to play, like, too many pieces. I think I would stick to, like, three or four guys in a stack from this and then take individual pieces from those other, you know, good games. Makes sense. Um, all right, we'll keep it moving here, guys. Saints-Panthers. Uh, Saints are three-point favorites, overrunners 40 and a half. Uh, really, the only injury note I have in this game is Alvin Kamara should be back uh, one game absence coming back from a rib injury. Uh, both these offenses, though, have just been absolutely abysmal. I mean, Matt Rule's uh, offense for, you know, we're, we're, as the sample size get, gets larger, I mean, Rule has just been proven to be a donkey. He's got the worst ATS record in the league by far. This offense has been just completely inept. To start the season, you flip the script. I mean, Saints outside of like one quarter against the Falcons – uh, have been really bad too. So I, I just, man, um, I, I like McCaffrey in this spot, but it's it's hard, Johnny, to find other pieces in this game to to really like. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Jameis last week was he was so bad, dude. Brutal. He was I mean, really bad in that Falcons game too for three quarters. And I think, you know, the question is like, when did he get hurt in the first game? You know, so I don't know. I and. 
I think these are two teams that are going to try and play sort of as slow as they can. Um, man, it's just like nothing, nothing gets me excited in this game. And, you know, I think McCaffrey is a pretty good price on FanDuel. Um, he's pretty expensive on DraftKings, even though that's sort of the, the better site to play him on. But this is, this is just a tough game. This is, I mean, this is probably this and the the Texans game are easily the two worst games on the slate. Um, so I'll just say Kamara's super cheap on FanDuel. He's cheaper than Montgomery by like 200. Um, so I don't really know what to do there. Um, and then McCaffrey, I, I think I might not even write him up for, for cash this week just because New Orleans has really had his number historically. And then, of course, all the concerns with the offense – and then the only other player uh, I want to talk about is Chris Olave. He's 4,500. Yeah. He had 300 plus air yards and 14 targets. That's not insignificant. I know his quarterback has a broken back and a bad ankle, but you know, 300 air yards at 4,500. Uh, you know, if he just caught two of those, you know, he he would have wrecked the slate. Yeah, I think most of them are uncatchable, though. I think I was looking at it. I think pretty much all of them are. But I hear you. I mean, yeah. Area, but uh, yeah, man, I, I don't have much in this game. Um, Scott, Johnny's Scott, I'm with you on McCaffrey, too. I don't okay. even know, yeah, I, I just it sucks, like <clears throat> because we love the player and you know, he's been a stud for so long. But I'm with you, man, like even at 8,800, it's it's hard to it doesn't even really get me uh, get me going. So I'm with you there. I think, I think Carolina defense will probably be the highest owned on DraftKings. They're probably the best play at cost with an injured Jameis, but you know they're going to be twenty percent owned or so. And I'm not sure this game is going to have like a ton of play volume to really you know push them up to the ceiling that you want to get out of a defense at that ownership. Yeah, in terms of combined plays, this is the worst game in my uh, my model this week, just in terms of projected combined plays. Um, Panthers just like they can't sustain offense right now. I mean, it's that simple. I don't know if that's going to change very much with the Saints defense on top. Um, all right, we'll keep it going. Good game here. Lions, Vikings. Vikings are six point favorites. It got bet up to seven, then got bet right back down to six. Overrunners 52 and a half. And I mean, Lions have been in a number of shootouts. I just tweeted this out, but eight of their last games, out of their eight last games, uh, they're six and two towards the over. They're just absolutely crushing totals. Uh, we've seen three of the last four Vikings Lions games go off. They've uh, three of those last four have scored fifty or fifty four or more points. Um, Johnny, this is one of the games you were talking about being like you know uh, a crucial game. We've got to decide from. Uh, I think this is this game: Bills, Dolphins, and then Rams, Cardinals are like the three. Um, but man, I, I love this game. It's hard not to love all the pieces here, and it seems like DeAndre Swift is legit healthy. So uh, you know we'll get a you know, big plays from him. Uh, but Proctor, what are your just overarching thoughts on this game and, and how you're attacking it? Um, I think I was like coming into the week, I was like, oh, this is going to be a good spot to like get on Dalvin at not a lot of ownership. I feel like we may see enough Dalvin ownership where I don't really want to play him. Um. But I think this is, you know, this is the bounce back spot. I just don't really want it at like 20% ownership. If if he keeps trending that direction, I think I would be more interested in um, Cousins and 
and the pass catchers. Um, I think it's it. You know, Irv is probably the best tight end play on DraftKings at cost. Um, and then Justin Jefferson, I think, you know, gets back on on track this week. But then, you know, I think Goff, I probably would be more interested in than Cousins and, and the stacks just because he's going to be way lower owned. But it's, it's, I mean, it's just a good game in general. I think you can take a lot of one-off pieces from this game. I mean, the Lions are just going to be like, you think about the Saints like, what, five or six years ago where you would just have these games where their defense couldn't produce anything, but their offense was very good. I think the Lions offense is pretty good and their defense is like, you know, bottom three in the league. So we're just going to have this week on and week out. But I'm, I'm wondering if this, this seems like the game that everyone wants to like, I'm going to pivot off the bills and dolphins and play the lions and Vikings game. And I wonder if this game ends up with more ownership than the bills and dolphins game. Yeah. I will say I love golf, man. He's thrown for multiple passing touchdowns in like six of his last seven games. I mean, obviously all of his weapons are, are fantastic. Uh, we know exactly where the ball is going. Uh, Scott, I'm on raw is way too cheap still. Um, especially on DK. I, I think, uh, I think golf on my is, is, is really strong, but yeah, to Proctor's point, man, it's, it's the ownership is a little concerned, but um, I still think it's a really, really strong play. Um, yeah. So I don't like Irv Smith. He, he ran a route on only 60% of the team's dropbacks last week. And that was up from like 35% the week prior. He had eight targets, but it was like the dream nuts matchup against the Eagles, which has the best cornerback trio in football. Uh, so something I've been debating personally is Irv Smith versus Logan Thomas. And I guess at GPPs, it's easy because Irv is going to be a lot more highly owned. So you're not uh, buying that he's being ramped up? Uh, you know what? Th- that's a good point because I, I missed that on Waddle on week two. Uh, it could be the case, but I mean, you could make the same argument for Logan Thomas who has the better matchup and has been more productive. And my, yeah, my view is that Irv is just getting ramped up, man. Um, he missed like all the summer with the knee and then he fucked up his thumb. So I kind of buy it. Johnny Mont sucks. Like they can't legitimately play him, but yeah, he's, he's kind of like the same play as Logan Thomas at, at you know, much larger ownership. Um, beyond that, like I think the best play for small field, you know, single entry tournaments would be a Cousins plus Jefferson plus, you know, Amon Ra or Swift stack. I, I really think that makes all the sense in the world for larger field tournaments. You can go a little crazier with dub stacks, but uh, Kirk Cousins is far and away the number one quarterback in football dot, 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 when facing cover one defenses, like Reed West is right up. Like it's legitimately insane. And like, we've made a lot of money targeting cousins in these sorts of matchups. And then the same thing with Jefferson, he shreds man coverage, right? He sucked last week, but I just said Eagles best cornerback trio in football. Otherwise he's, he's getting that Cooper cup role where it's like manufactured touches move to the slot facing you know, linebackers and safeties and coverage, who he should legitimately wreck. Um, Swift, I think, like, I'm I'm not fully sold. He's 100% healthy and going to get his typical, like, 65% of the snaps. But, I mean, like, he wasn't healthy last week, and he averaged 15 yards per carry. And he's just, like, 
super, super good. Uh, and then Amon Ra, look at what he's done over his last eight games. And it's like only three wide receivers have ever had an eight game stretch like that. He's 99% Cooper cup and he's priced like 75% Cooper cup. So I'm just going to jam him into my cash game lineups. Um, he's probably going to be chalky for tournaments, but. Depends what you do. You know, I think that's what I was. It feels like the pieces from this game are, are like as a whole are going to be fairly highly owned, but I'm not sure that any individual guy from this game cracks 20 by himself. Not even Amon Ra. I mean, he's still, he's still way too cheap now. Well, everyone's going to play digs on DraftKings. Um, and then on FanDuel, everyone's going to play Diggs on FanDuel too. So, who do you um, like more? Diggs. But I, I mean, it's, I, I want to play both. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other final thoughts here on this game? Keep them moving. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, let's talk, Stefan Diggs. Bill's Dolphins. Uh, Bills are six-point favorites over under is 52-and-a-half, tied with the Vikings for the highest on this slate. Yep, too low. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Bills' whole defense is dead, man. Uh, they're going to be down, you know, their safety, Jordan Poirier. Um, they're going to be down uh, Jordan Phillips. Uh, they're going to be down Ed Oliver. Uh, it's just a really rough spot for their defense. They should get Gabe Davis back, but he's coming off an ankle injury. And this is like the third ankle injury Gabe has had in the last three years. I I wonder if they take it a little slow with him. Uh, But Johnny, I mean, regardless, this is the spot for, for Diggs again. I mean, we just saw him go off in an Island game. So um, he's going to be super mega chalk, but for good reason. Yeah. I think um, coming in the week, I was like, like joking with, with Scott, like I sent him a DraftKings team. It was like, Tua, Diggs, Tyreek, Waddle, uh, Monster. And then I was like, what next? Um, and I was just like thinking, oh, you know, all these guys are going to be like 25% owned. And then we we get to today and, you know, most projections have like Diggs as the only guy that's me massively owned, which is so weird to me. I mean, this is easily the best game in the slate. Tua, um, his yards per attempt is you know, incredible with, with McDaniel. He has the two fastest wide receivers in the NFL. The bills have no safeties. Um, the, you know, the dolphins have kind of just like given up on running the ball because their running backs kind of stink and they're going to do it again. Uh, the bills don't run the ball either because their running backs stink. Um, so it's just two teams that only throw the ball, you know, a hundred yards down the field facing each other. And, you know, it's not going to be the highest owned game on the slate. It's just like, I, like I feel like everyone's stupid or something. What you think? You think Lions Vikings will end up being slightly chalkier? Or? I think they're all going to be like about the same. Yeah, okay. Which is, it just feels, it feels insane. I mean, I I did not think Miami would come out and be this pass heavy. I thought they'd be like pretty balanced overall, but they are sixty eight percent pass heavy in neutral game scripts. That's tied with the Bills for the third highest rate. Um, Scott, I mean, this this game, I'm with Johnny. I'm I'm a little surprised at the ownership too. I mean, I think this game is clearly the best on the board. And I mean, you look at the Bills side; they're on an insane run. I mean, they've they're averaging thirty three point five points per game over their last nine. 
they're six, their games are six, two and one towards the over. And like, now we get all of these pieces in this game together. Like, I think it's just, it's a nut spot. So let's talk through, um, I mean, really with the Bills, Johnny, it's just Allen and Diggs, right? I mean, that's kind of where we're looking. Yeah. You know, if Gabe were to miss, um, Kumaro would be in play. McKenzie would be in play. Um, but I think for the most part, you're looking at you're looking at Allen and and Diggs. Yeah, um, I think I think Gabe does play, and and uh, Edwin had an interesting quote tweet showing a video of Gabe Davis running a route where he looked like Kenny Galladay. So if he no. plays and he's far less than 100, percent that's definitely good news for Diggs. You guys are gonna like uh, yell at me or make fun of me for for saying this, but. Uh, I do think it's like at least noteworthy that Xavier Howard has really sort of had Stefan Diggs number over the years, um, high of 16 fantasy points, high of 76 receiving yards. And uh, there are three shadow uh, matchups. Uh, but I mean, yeah, saying that, and then also Diggs leads, leads all wide receivers in fantasy points per game, third in targets per route run. He looks like who he was at the tail end of 2020, as opposed to who he was last year. Uh, great play. I, I right now have him ranked tentatively ahead of St. Brown. Uh, and then the Dolphins offense, oh my goodness. Like it looks like the Alabama offense where, you know, you have Tyreek Hill in that Devonta Smith Heisman role. You have Jalen Waddle in his old role, just like the speed and, uh, you know, the brilliance of Mike McDaniel. It's something to behold. And so my question uh, is is two of the number one cash quarterback play of the week because I get all these injuries. I get how exciting this offense is. Johnny and I were talking about this in the, the offseason, and it's you want to gravitate towards that. But the bottom line is, you know, the Bills are, are killing it this year. And last year, you know, they gave up only one performance over 270 passing yards all season. And, you know, this is a brilliant defensive minded head coach and blah, blah, blah. So Johnny is Tua the, the number one cash quarterback of the week. Um, I don't know if, if he's necessarily like, I think you can get to Hertz and Allen and, and cash. Um, Tua is my favorite quarterback for tournaments by, by far. Um, just because Josh Allen will probably be the highest owned quarterback. And for Allen to really, hit his ceiling Tua needs to show up too. And if Tua shows up too, and this game goes sort of how we expect, then Tua probably beats him point per dollar, you know, you know, a high percentage of the time people aren't playing Tua. It's just, it seems so, it seems so wild to me. I think they will. I, we'll, we'll have to see, but I assumed it would be. I've, I've listened to a lot of stuff around the industry and it's like, we missed it. You know, we missed the two a week. There's going to be more, and this is like the next one. You know, yeah, it's the perfect spot. Two is seventy three hundred on Fanduel. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, he's he's seventeen hundred cheaper than Allen, and I'm not sitting here saying you play this game fifty times, Allen's going to outscore two of thirty five times. But like, uh, man, I think two is a really good play again this week. Um, I had Lamar on FanDuel last week and that felt fucking awesome in the first half and then Tua came back and just dunked on everybody in the second yep. I didn't even cash. So um but yeah man I, I think this this is a phenomenal game. 
any any way to get weird here? I, I like Hurst a little bit, um, especially on FanDuel. Uh, he's a he's going to be a good play over there. I think I think Irv Smith will be chalk, but Hurst is just as good of a play. I mean, Hurst is like not coming off the field. He's like fourth in route share among tight ends. So, uh, are we talking about Hayden Hurst? Yeah. Why why did we move over to the Bengals? Yeah, Drew Samples. Oh my bad. I don't. I don't know why I just thought about Hayden Hurst. Uh, <laughs> like, we were just talking about Hayden Hurst in the previous game. My, my bad. Look, it's the end of the week, Scott. My, my yeah, brain. I, yeah. I thought I just like jumped in a time machine and went back there. Bro, my my brain is mashed potatoes. My God, uh, my bad. I was just looking at tight ends in my. Uh, my no, brain. I think, but I do think I think Knox. Oh, Dawson is, Knox. Yeah. I think Knox is interesting on on Fanduel. Um, and then I think <laughs> I think on DraftKings he doesn't have a yeah DraftKings his price is is kind of tough to to get on. Um, but I do think if Gabe's like limited at all, then, then he's an interesting play. And I like the, I, I like the build I mean, where Gabe you Gabe was out last week and he had a 50% route share that something I, maybe the new offensive coordinator doesn't have uh, you know, plans for him being heavily involved. He also, he so Knox, window, so Knox missed yeah. part of the preseason because his yeah. brother died. Yeah, um, so I don't know. I don't know if that had anything to do with him sort of being ramped up a little slower too. And he's been banged up. Yeah. Um, so that way, could be part uh, of it. The way I have my spreadsheet out right now, Knox and Hurst are side by side. I think that's why I got it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they basically project like exactly the same for fan, the Fandle spot yeah. price per dollar or whatever. Um, no, I, I really like in tournaments playing Allen with uh, Tyreek and Waddle um, and just hoping you have one of those Allen games where he throws five touchdowns to five different guys. I, I like that, and I we know we know where the ball is going in Miami. Yeah, um, Johnny, is there any? I mean, this is the first time we're going to get Bills on the main slate. Like, I I got to think that's like psychologically, people are going to just try to jam in Allen, right? Um. Yeah. P, oh, yeah. Allen's going to be a, Allen and Hertz are easily going to be the two highest owned quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Scott's sound cut out. I think he's going to try to jump back in here. So we'll keep it moving with uh, with you and I, Proctor. If I can find my sheet where I was at. Here we go. Uh, all right, Raiders-Titans here. Vegas is two-point favorites. Um, it was one and a half. It's gotten bumped up back to two. Uh, Over-under is 45 and a half. We got word that Hunter Renfro is not going to play in this game. He has a concussion. And Josh, Ill- uh, Josh Jacobs did not travel with the team. He's sick. Uh, he did not practice both Wednesday and Thursday, uh, not traveling with the team. He could still get there, I think, on Saturday. But uh, regardless, I think Raiders just go with a, a pretty gross rotation. Uh, Johnny, I mean, I, I, I mean, Raiders have been extremely pass-heavy out of the gates. They've you know, not really had to be, but their first in pass rate – First and pass rate when the game has been in a score, their third and pass rate on early downs, and, and now no Josh Jacobs. I think this is a spot where, like, Carr and Adams just – I mean, the, you know, last week was last week, but, man, this is a really, really good spot um, for, for them to bounce back. And watching that game back on Wednesday this past week, the Raiders just didn't have the ball in the second half. Like, you know, it was kind of – it was a really fluky, fluky game where the Cardinals just literally dominated time of possession in that second half. But – um, yeah, what are your thoughts here on, on Carr and Adams and, and this game in general? I do think they tried to get back to running the ball more last week. I think Jacobs had, what, 20, 20 carries, 19? Um, so I think if Jacobs was playing, I would say I think we see a ton of him. 
but I'm not sure they tr necessarily trust Samir White and Brandon Bolden to, you know, Samir get 25 carries. He stinks. Samir White's not going to be good. <clears throat> yeah. I think, if, you know, if, if he ends up being, like, zero ownership, I think he's a decent price to pair with, like, the Raiders' defense. But you're really, I mean, you're playing him for, like, a goal line plunge because Bolden and Abdullah are both also going to play. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's a good a good week to get back on Adams, especially with ownership going elsewhere. I don't really think anyone's going to be playing Adams. Um, he's more expensive than Diggs, so naturally people are just going to play Diggs over him. Um, they're going to play him on Raw over him. And he's then, a really yeah. strong play on FanDuel, man, because he's wedged in between Cup, Jefferson, and then yep. Diggs and Amon Ra in between them. I, I mean, Adams is going to be like 5% on, on FanDuel. Yeah, yeah, in small field tournaments, he's going to be, you know, barely, barely even touched. Yeah, like that a lot. Um, outside of him and Waller, I don't, I don't have anything from the Titans side. I'm full fade on Henry. Uh, I'm full fade really on this entire Titans offense, man. They stink. Like, yeah. they're, just, they're just not good. Like, this I'm going to play good. some of the wide receiver I hate. I think You're going to play Burks, your boy? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. I don't, I don't think he's – Special, but I think the the role that he has right now with Tennessee, if it continues to ramp up, has some upside because they're you know they're throwing him deeper stuff than than uh, you know what the other guys are getting. So I think one of these weeks we're gonna you know see a you know five for one hundred and one kind of game out of Burks, and then it'll be too late. I still don't like him. I still don't think he's like a special talent compared to the rest of these wide receivers, but um, you know. He makes a little bit of sense if you want to play. Like if you're playing Carr, Adams, and you know Matt Collins or whatever. If Hunter Renfro is out, I think he is out, right? Did they rule him out uh, with Renfro? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if uh, you know you're playing Carr, Adams, Matt Collins, or Waller or whatever, the bring back. I mean, the bring back is is Burks, as as gross as it is. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's the only guy. Um, Route share increased last week from 39% to 61%. Figure that will only go up. I mean, Robert Woods is toast. Nick Westbrook, Keen is toast. Um, Kyle Phillips has been hurt. Um, so there's definitely a chance for Burks to get a little more burn here for sure. But yeah, yeah. I do think Woods, like I think second half of the year, we'll see a little bit more out of Robert Woods, but I just don't, I don't think he's back to that, you know, level yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's 30 coming off a of popped ACL. It's kind of, yep. in, and new offense. So kind of, kind of to be expected. Um, all right. We'll keep it going here. Chiefs Colts. Uh, Chiefs are five and a half, six point favorites. This guy got hammered down over under is 50 and a half. Uh, Colts are going to get Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce back. Obviously the big one is Pittman uh, coming back. I mean, we saw what that Colts offense looked like last minute with, uh, with the Pittman injury. I think they were just like stunned like late last week and their offense just died because, because of it. Uh, but Johnny, man, I mean, they're, they're going to have to get going here. Um, Chiefs look really good, man. They didn't really get pressed too much in that Chargers game. Another weird game last week where Mahomes like lost a possession on that pick six and just kind of a sloppy, slow game. Um, but man, that there's definite scoring potential on both sides here. So I guess the main question is, are you buying a Matt Ryan comeback? Because um, that's really what we need for this game to go off. Either that or Jonathan Taylor goes nuts. Yeah, Colts stink. I mean, it's, the team is just a mess. Uh, Shaq Leonard's out again. Um, I think he is 
one of the rare guys that's just like a massive difference maker by himself on on defense. You know, he's he's calling uh, changes and and plays on the field. Um, he's also their best defensive player. With him out, I think um, defense is bad. Matt Ryan looks bad. Uh, offensive line is not playing as well as as we had sort of all expected them to play. You know, I think Pittman helps, but I think they need to figure something out uh, and, you know, figure it out fast. We had talked about, you know, um, being in the, in a dome, I think is, is better for Ryan, but um, we had talked about Ryan looking like he was losing arm strength, like probably like two years ago. And I think, you know, maybe, maybe it happened and maybe he just isn't going to be good enough. Um, feels a lot like when, when rivers was there and he just like wasn't yeah, good enough. Sorry, sound issue on the other side. Um, but yeah, no man, that that pick that Ryan had, that first pick he threw was dusty, like real dusty. Um, but yeah, man, um, Scott, you back? You back with us? Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, guys, had some weird technical difficulties. Uh, yeah, so when I saw this opening line at uh, uh, Chiefs favored by two point five. So it opened at, and now it's at 5.5. But to me still, like, I think they should be like 15 point fa- favorites. So uh, you want to hear yeah. something crazy? Reich as a home underdog is 0-6 straight up, 1-5 against the spread. Now, I'm always like, I'm not trying to like, uh, you know, make a big deal out of these small sample shit. But like, th- there's something to that. Like Reich is really bad in these spots where like, they're not expected to win. Like they play, they play down to teams. And I think this is another spot where they could play down and just get fucking stopped. But. Right. Like, so again, this is a difficult slate because there's like four game stacks that could just wreck the slate, maybe five. And it's like hard to pick those. So like when my lean was, these should be 15 point favorites uh, instead of having the second highest over under the slate. uh, I'm just going to, you know, target this game along those, lines where sure you can get creative with some you know Mahomes doubles with like MVS or whatever but uh or Juju uh but I think what I'm going to do is like really just you know get exposure to Kelsey and just assume like he's now the clear alpha and all of or most of Mahomes points are going through him outside of maybe like one shovel pass to CEH like one random touchdown for Hardman whatever um, so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm not going to play CEH, uh, although like based on my line of reasoning, like that play sort of makes sense. I, I do think Jarek McKinnon is like vaguely in play as a 4,500 punt, uh, just cause he's what he's out snapped CEH in two straight games. He has like, those are all empty, empty snaps for sure. But maybe like a 5% guy for Darren. I mean, ironically, this is the CEH we thought we were getting, Scott, where he was like this super highly efficient guy who gets like 15 touches and scores two touchdowns every week. But now he's like a massive regression candidate because of that reasoning. I mean, McKinnon's playing a ton. Um, Yeah. um, Johnny, I was going to ask you, man, if you're playing that, let's play Let's play this out like that Matt Ryan isn't toast and we think this game goes over. How would you you play it? Um. I think you get you you get on Pittman that everyone sort of forgot about um, okay. in his week off, and then you play Kelsey and you know 
whack-a-mole at wide receiver for for the Chiefs. I mean, it's Juju is the the top one that you would play. I think he's a okay price on both sites, but he's a guy that I you know I would only be playing if I was you know playing Mahomes or or playing Ryan. Not, not that I would play Ryan. Um, and I think I think the Jonathan Taylor like seven targets. I think were a, a bit of a mirage from week week one. Um, I think he's still going to be sort of the same role that we've seen in the past. <clears throat> and uh, I mean, they're not really using Hines either. I think the offense is kind of just a bit of a mess. So it's really just, just Pittman. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, a, it's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I mean, all the other Colts pass catchers are dead. I mean, Paris Campbell started last week and played every snap. <laughs> Apparently got targeted. Yeah. Are you kidding me, man? Like, yeah. Anyway, um, I don't think I have anything else from this game. Scott, you got anything else? Nope. Nope. Yep. I um, would want to play CEH in Chiefs defense, but CEH's price is just is just bad. Yeah. Yup. He's now in the sevens, I think, on FanDuel. Yeah, he's like sixty five hundred on DraftKings. Just nice. not really not really playable at those prices. Yeah, he's uh, more expensive than Fournette, Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Camara on FanDuel. So yeah. Uh, all right, let's keep it going here, boys. Eagles and the Commanders. Uh, Eagles are six and a half point favorites. Overrunners forty seven and a half. Uh, no real injury concerns on either side. Um, Johnny, you've been saying that Hertz is going to be mega chalk um, along with Allen. It uh, looks like most ownership projections have Allen as the slight slight edge. Um, I think I agree with that just because we haven't been able to play Bills on the main slate at all. Um, but, I mean, you know, Hertz did it again and, you know, uh, primetime game against the Vikings just completely dunked on him. I mean, this Eagles, this Eagles offense is unbelievable, man. Um, so, uh, Proctor, Hertz or not to Hertz here? Um, I mean, it's a great spot for everybody, including A.J. Brown. I mean, Commanders did not cover Amon Ra or Christian Kirk at all in the first two weeks. Yeah, I mean it's a really good spot for Hertz, but I I do think this is where it falls apart for Carson Wentz. Um, Eagles defense uh, looks pretty good. Um, Darius Slice healthy. Yeah, that's, that's the big thing. Yeah, and and Terry, I mean Terry McLaurin will just be erased from this game. Um, so I think you know, I think there are pieces on the Washington side that will have success, but I don't think. I don't think Wentz keeps it going. Um, yeah. You know, he's been completing what, like 66% of his passes, seven and a half yards per attempt. I think, I think this is where, where we lose that. His, some of his production has been smoke and mirrors too. Cause he had that really long touchdown to McLaurin that kind of bailed McLaurin out. Um, you know, he's had some big catching runs by Curtis Samuel too. So, you know, he's been good for fantasy. I think we've probably seen his two best games, but. I'm with you. I fucked up last week. I I, I thought Darius Slate was toast. I love Jefferson. Um, but a Jefferson over and uh, got got rinsed because of it. Cousins was awful in that game, I should say. But yeah, man, Darius Slate's time nice cousins. Yeah, once again, once again, he got us. Um, Scott, like this game? How are you feeling about you know, Hurts, all his pieces, and uh, Commanders? Hey, you're on mute, by the way. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Hertz is awesome. He's like uh who uh he's he's a better version of Lamar. 
in my opinion. He's not as talented as a runner, but he runs more often. And I'm he's sorry. a significantly better passer. Dude, imagine saying that like two years ago. It's just I, I agree with you, but just like thinking about him coming out as a prospect at Alabama, like the the maturation and the like. I mean, just how much better he's gotten is, is amazing. But I'm with you. I think I'm not sure now, he's a better passer so much as he has like I mean, they've just like surrounded him with weapons that play to his strengths. Well, there's that too. Um, so he's the no-brainer cash quarterback on FanDuel. Johnny, should I just write him up for DraftKings? I, I hate paying up uh, at QB for DraftKings, but uh, is that the route, you think? He's a, I mean, he's a good play on, on DraftKings too. Um, I really, like, for Hertz though, you know, in tournaments, Washington has to sh- show up a little bit. Um you know, Hertz, he smashed against Minnesota, but he smashed like really early. He did like nothing in the fourth quarter um, because the Vikings didn't do anything. Yeah. And we've seen, we saw some of those games last year where they would get like a big lead and run the ball with the running backs. Um, and he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't do anything. So, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to have him you know, exposing himself to injury at, you know, inside the 20, if they're up by 14 or whatever. So that's the one thing you want to keep in mind with playing him in tournaments. Yeah. I I also don't really love him and his archetype in tournaments just because like, I mean, cousins and Jefferson, maybe even Stafford and cup or, you know, a pocket passer plus the, their main stacking partner is projected similarly to Hertz plus whoever. I think if you do play him, you do have to pair him with someone um, unless it's like a very small field, single entry, but uh, AJ Brown, Wes Huber, it was his cover boy this week. This is the ideal covered shell matchup for him. He, and an amazing cornerback matchup. He should theoretically go nuclear. Dallas Goddard has been a beast over, you know, for like six straight games. Um, sure. AJ Brown's the alpha now, but you know, uh, Goddard was the guy last week. He's really cheap. Uh, definitely prefer AJ Brown though. Uh, part of why I love doing this show is because like I have to rank these guys in my article and it's really tricky for me sometimes. And like I said, this, this week was difficult. I have Curtis Samuel as the number one cash wide receiver play of the slate. And it's like, okay, I, I've said it four times now. Philadelphia has the best cornerback trio in football. <laughs> But like that doesn't really matter when you're averaging three air yards per reception. It's like the, every defense just gives that automatically, no matter what. And he's priced as the wide receiver 39, even though he has 22 targets. If we include plays negated due to penalty, that's 11 more than Terry McLaurin, plus five rushing attempts. He's the wide receiver 12 by XFP. He's the wide receiver eight by fantasy points per game. Yeah, he's an incredible role. I I don't think he's going to be like people aren't going to play him in cash games. Um, but I really like him this week as a one-off from from this game. Yeah, way too cheap, man. On DK. All right, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> he's just <laughs> like he's, he's way too cheap. I'm just you, call, you think of Curtis Samuel like as you know he's not going to get me a zero, right? But then at the same time, like they're using him in the red zone. Um, giving him legit carries too, like Debo kind of carries. Right. So not only is he like not 
you know, does he have a floor every week on, on touches? Um, he's showing, he's showing, you know, he's never going to score, you know, 35 or 40 like Debo. Um, but he's showing that upside for, you know, 20 to 25, which at his price is really all you need. Yeah. Um, he had 800 rushing yards in college one of his seasons. Yep. Yeah. And he, he was, was a round two pick. He was a freak, dude. It's just been injuries for him. He just could not get healthy last year. Scott, I will say he's much better on DK. I, I think he's like vague, oh, for sure. Yeah, vaguely on play in, on FanDuel. He's London 62, Wilson 61. Um, all right, yeah. Uh, any love for Devonta Smith? Just as like one-off contrarian with Hertz, or just play just playing AJ Brown or Goddard? I guess Goddard's 55 on FanDuel. No, just tossing out there. All right. Unrequited love, boys. Unbelievable. <laughs> Ravens Patriots. Uh, Ravens are three-point favorites. Uh, totals 40 and a half. Uh, Ravens secondary is beat up. I think Humphreys is going to play. Peters is going to play again. Um, but, man, they are beat up. I don't know how much that matters here because this Patriots offense is atrocious right now. Um Man, I just see this game being so slow in general. Uh, Patriots are probably going to come out here and try to run it. We'll see how long they can. Um, but, you know, it looks like, Scott, we were going to get a, like a week-winning, tournament-winning score from Lamar last week. Um, I think this is a good spot for him. I don't think Patriots secondary is, is one we need to be afraid of anymore at all. But um, I do have concerns that this game is just going to be just a snooze fest and Lamar, you know, they'll score 22 in the first three quarters and then do nothing in the fourth. Yeah. So the, so that's an interesting point. I I don't think that's really warranted with Baltimore, especially considering that they lost last week to Miami, despite having like a three touchdown lead in the third quarter. But, but with Baltimore specifically, they, if you look at the top 30 games by point differential uh, over the last three or four seasons, they have like eight of the top 20 games, something absurd like that. And part of what there's just some teams that just keep their foot on the gas, no matter what the Patriots are like that. The bills are like that. The Cowboys are sometimes like that. And so uh, whenever someone's like, Oh, but yeah, Lamar should just steamroll them. I'm not really on that. I like that because like, sure. He'll steamroll them in the, the first half and he'll get all those fantasy points. And then, you know, maybe the, ease up a little bit, but they're never easing up to the same degree that a lot of these other offenses are. Uh, also what's, what's noteworthy about the matchup is like, we've talked about this forever, Johnny, and that's that new England has a vulnerability against mobile quarterbacks. Uh, that's partly due to the fact that they run man at the highest rate in football. They've, they've reeled that back in because their, their cornerbacks aren't as good, but I mean, still, um, Lamar also gained 20 pounds this off season. He's a little slower, uh, but that makes me think like, you know, he, he's going to continue being aggressive running the ball. He has that body weight. Um, and so, I mean, like everyone's going to play Allen and hurt. So he is probably the other higher priced quarterback people are, are going to neglect, um, on the Patriots side, uh, Jacoby Myers, if he were fully healthy, I don't know what his updated injury status is, but he's led the team. He's led the team in target share in ten straight games, eight or more targets in seven of his last eight. Uh, like wide receiver twelve by XFP, wide receiver twenty five by like actual fantasy points. 
Um, he'd be in play for cash depending on his health. Um, and if he's out, I can really see, uh, you know, given like how many busted coverages did we see from Baltimore last week, partly due to the injuries, I, I'm not playing them, but like I could see Nelson Aguilar or Devontae Parker being on a winning Millie Maker lineup. Yeah. Uh, Jacoby got a limited practice since today. He didn't practice at all Wednesday, Thursday, so he's questionable. But, yeah, I just – Proctor, I really wonder if the Patriots can do anything here. Patriots stink, man. They're just they like – They do. Like, team is bad. You know, Mac Jones, like, dinged up. Uh, they have do no they have juice. the worst fantasy roster in, in football? One of them. Yeah. Probably. Like, at least the Texans have, like, Brandon Cooks, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and you say you don't think, uh, you know, Jacoby Myers on the Millie thing. I feel like it's more likely that one of these other random wide receivers ends up on the Millie maker lineup just like because they catch a 50 yard touchdown or whatever. While Jacoby goes like, you know, 12 catches for 68 yards and zero. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. If, if he's out, like I could see Aguilar with a busted coverage, like yeah. 30 yards and a score or something like that. I think he'll play though. It's just like, are you playing Jacoby over Curtis Samuel? You know, are you no, playing him over Elijah like, Moore? Yeah, that's what I meant for cash. For cash, and like, like I said, I like Curtis Samuel more. Yeah, I just I hate playing guys in cash that have no ceiling because, like, I want every player to have an opportunity to bail me out, and I'm not sure that Myers really ever has that. That's fair. I mean, due for touchdown regression, blah blah blah. But uh, yeah, he we hasn't keep, shown. It. Keep saying it. I know. <laughs> I know. What? It, well, actually, is Jacoby Myers XTD Scott like one and a half? Uh, it's very low. So that's the thing. Like the touchdown regression was overblown, but like he's yeah. still also like the number one touchdown regression candidate over the past three years. Yeah. No, By sense. Yeah. But by Ravens. FCD game, he's like wide receiver 60. Ravens yeah. defense is a great play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I mean. Oh, is J.K. Dobbins going to play? Bro. I don't no. think so. Are we going to say that in week eight, too? Harbaugh, I... said, Harbaugh said it won't be too long today. He's been saying that since August. Yeah, which <laughs> makes me think it's not this week. Yeah. I mean, we're at the only – the one saving grace, I think, even if the Patriots don't show up, Scott, your point that you're making about Lamar is that like they're, they can't run the ball right now again. So it's just like, all right, it's all on Lamar to throw it. I mean, they're like top 10 in pass rate over expectation. They're pretty high up there in early down pass rate. So like, that's the one, that's the, that's the point. But Yeah. So amazing leverage, I think off of Hertz and, and Allen. And then the stack is easy. You, you play him with Mark Andrews and we should talk about Mark Andrews as well, because I, I think there's really only ever two ways to go with the tight end position and that's pay up for an oligarch or pay all the way down for like a Logan Thomas or Smith type. And I, just like looking at Mark Andrews and who he's been, he uh, um, he's 600 cheaper than he was in week 18 last year. Uh, he ranks fifth among all receivers in fantasy points per game over his last nine games, directly behind Justin Jefferson, ahead of Jamar Chase by a margin. Uh, he ranks third among all players in target share. He leads in route share. 
6,900. And so I look back over the last two weeks and in week one, 44 of the top 50 millimaker lineups had Travis Kelsey. That's 88%. In week two, 38 of the top 50 had Mark Andrews. And so that's really, you know, paid dividends at least this year where, you know, you either go all the way up or you find like a minimum price Juwan Johnson type. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, on FanDuel, they're like the same price, I think. Uh, it's Kelsey 78, Andrew 77. I just want yeah. to Yeah, 78, 77. Um, so you do have to make a little bit of a call there. I, I prefer Kelsey, but yeah, no, it's a great point, especially on DK where there's a, a significant price de- uh, difference. But I do think on FanDuel, like you build, you, know, you build like your perfect team with Kelsey, swap Kelsey for Andrews, and you're like immediately shaving you know 10 percent ownership at the tight end position in yeah. smaller field tournaments yeah it's a good point everybody's gonna be paying up for kelsey there on that spot so it's a good point um all right let's move it on here to the afternoon games here guys first one jags chargers uh and it died uh, it's gone and it's gone uh justin herbert is <clears throat> not gonna play here uh, he's hurt uh, he's got a ribs injury. I'm going to be stunned if he plays. I don't think Keenan's going to play either. They're saying he's 50-50, but I got to think Chargers are fairly sharp. If Herbert sits, they're going to give uh, we'll give Keenan another week. So we're going to see Chase Daniel here in this spot. Um, I, I loved this game on Thursday when I was writing it up, but man, it's it's hard to like it now. Um, Proctor, I'll kick it to you first, man. Like, do you have any any interest in? And Jags guys now, I mean, because, you know, we obviously wanted Herbert out there chucking and making the Jags throw it. Yeah. Um, I think I'll I'll keep playing Christian Kirk probably every week and, until his price catches up to... Tough spot, man. Chargers secondary is legit. Yeah. but Best defense in the league against slot wide receivers. I'll still play him a little bit. He's not a guy I'm like all in on or anything this week. I liked him a lot more last week. Um, but uh, he's a guy that I'll, I'll play a little bit on until his price. I, I, his price just hasn't caught up to his role, even though the, the spot is bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been all over Kirk. Yeah. And then, you know, g- good luck figuring out, you know, which, which running back will be the guy this week for, for Jacksonville. But I think, you know, I guess you could play James Robinson, but I'm, I'm I probably won't. There's just other better plays. I I, I like J Rob a little bit this week. He'd be the one Jaguar I like, um, just because yeah. Chargers have always been a run funnel, and, <clears throat> and Robinson's always you know Robinson looks pretty damn good. He's clearly uh, the one A over ETN. Um, He's just not that cheap. That's the thing is there's just other better plays in this price range. Yeah. I do. I always. I have to note it every single time. Chase Daniel plays. Um, he throws to running backs at like the highest rate in league history, and they have Austin Eckler. So I do think Eckler is a guy you should sprinkle a little bit. You know, if you're doing 150 in a milli, um, I think Eckler is a guy to to have a little bit on. Ten targets last week with Herbert. You know, you can see like 15 with Chase. It's, he's done it before. You you say this is uh you, you say this every time he starts. You know this is only his sixth ever NFL start. Well, I guess I should say I've been saying this every time he starts in the preseason. 
I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, a guy has more money than Bill Gates, and he's only started <laughs> Bill games. Dude, he's been um, in the league since 2010. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, Chase Daniels a Ponzi scheme at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is this is a human NFT. <laughs> is, uh, that was a great take, Johnny. I like that. I like that Eckler call. Uh, um, thing I'll oh, say oh, oh, also, and I, now I'm, I was blanking too. Um, Daniel and Palmer have a have a thing too. Um, so I do, I do like Josh Palmer. Um, What's that based on preseason? Yeah, they, they played. He went 375 and one in like one quarter with him in that uh, second game. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, they. Um, they they have played a lot together because Daniel would like rotate in with like the the one twos or whatever during camp because they would get like a ton of those uh, like scrimmage reps and whatnot that that Staley likes to get. So Palmer and Daniel played a lot together because Palmer would play he would play wide receiver three with the ones and then he would play wide receiver one with the twos. I mean it's a great matchup. No one's gonna have Chase Daniel to Eckler to Palmer stacks. Yeah, I'm not playing Chase Daniel. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But I do think I do think, you know, if you wanted to play, you know, Trevor Lawrence and somebody oh. on Jacksonville, the you know, your bring back is I would think. Uh, the other thing I'll say about Kirk, like he's gonna explode and Johnny's gonna talk so much shit, but uh, Lawrence has five touchdowns and one interception over his last three games. Over his previous nine games, two touchdowns and eight interceptions. Chargers have a great defense. I could really see him just full on implode this week. And then maybe, I don't know who they run the ball with, but sure. Yeah. So they have to run in the summer. I think, I think this game has just turned into a total piece of shit now. I mean, yeah, no, totals down from 47 to 43 and a half. Honestly, I might get on the under here at 43 and a half, but yeah. that's the thing. But I'm um, very, I'm very much Urban Meyer broke Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think he's, I think he's going to be fine. Sure, but, but it's going to take some time to to get over that PTSD. It, apparently, it took like one week. <laughs> one week. <laughs> He's, he was legit good last week, man. Like he was shaky against Washington, but he was sharp last I week. I mean, those were two amazing matchups. Fair. I'm with you. I'm, for what it's worth, I'm with you. I think Chargers' defense is like being massively slept on right now. Like they're much much better than people give credit. Yeah. Well, no, I can I can get behind that. Oh, Jaguars are 2300 Yeah, Jaguars are really cheap. Yeah, against Chase Daniel? When everyone sure refreshes their when everyone refreshes their projections on Saturday, Jacksonville is going to be a mover. The Ponzi scheme Chase Daniel need to get against him. Yeah. I will say Chase Daniel like, you know, he's not very good, but he's not really a, a backup quarterback that I am like in a hurry to go target with a defense. Yeah, it's it, he's not like a, I don't know, like Nathan Peterman type where like he just can't play. Like he's, you know, I don't think he's going to take a million sacks and throw the ball, you know, turn the ball over a ton. So I'm with you there. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's keep it going here, guys. We've talked enough about Chase Daniel. Falcons, Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are getting two points. Over-unders 42. Um, it only took Russell Wilson leaving Seattle, but Pete Carroll has gone pass heavy. Uh, <laughs> Seattle is first in pass rate on early downs, and they're like I don't know, fourteenth, thirteenth, something like that. In pass rate over expectation. It's not working. Uh, Geno Smith has sucked balls since uh, like the first half in that uh, that first game against Denver, but that's what they're doing. Uh, Falcons are very, very slow, very run heavy. I, 
I don't have much from this game, guys. Um, Geno's the, Falcons are, the Falcons are slow. The Seahawks have run 97 plays. Uh, the Bengals well, have run 167. Here's what I appreciate about Seattle, Scott, is they actually are kind of fast. They, they're fast-paced, and they just get off the field quickly because they can't sustain offense. That's why, that's why they don't That's why they don't run any plays, bro. They, they're at 48 and a half plays per game. Hey, oh. if that's correct, they have a top-five matchup. So, like, maybe they can – maybe Geno just goes nuclear and DK Metcalf, you know, is who everyone was drafting him to be and, like, has this sleep-busting performance. I'm, I'm telling you this morning – This game I, has slop-fest potential. I, all right, Man. it's so funny you mentioned this because I was trying to talk myself into Metcalf this morning for, like, 15 minutes. And I just no, – I, I couldn't – I couldn't finally bring myself to do it because I'm with you. It's like, fuck, it's the Falcons, like – these types of games can be like 50 to 60 point combined, but I, I couldn't get there. I mean, Russ looks like shit. So maybe Pete Carroll is just the mastermind, right? <laughs> it's just a matter Dude, of time. Met, Gino. Metcalf's <laughs> yard per reception is like six and a half. They've like turned him into, I don't even yeah. like it. He's like a Dude, tight end now. He is 57th out of 60 qualifying receivers. Yeah. In it is unbelievable. Do you remember when everyone was saying like, uh, "Oh, DK Metcalf's going to be fine with Geno"? Just like look at his splits, and then like, like no one remembered to like take out the offensive pass interference eighty-yard touchdown, which would make the splits like horrendous. And and so now we're seeing why people should have taken that out. I mean, this is disgusting. I mean, the tar- the target share has been there, but yeah, there's just no downfield targets at all um yeah uh i don't have any falcon side yeah i was about to mention there too go ahead scott uh drake london i mean just looks like the fucking guy just like an alpha outside wide receiver as awesome as he looked in college uh the matchup on paper is really soft these cornerbacks suck and then also seattle intentionally sells out to stop the deep ball and they're really good at it that doesn't really matter for Drake, who's like used in the short to intermediate area of the field. And then Kyle Pitts is just insanely cheap, but um, I don't think he has the matchup really working in his favor. But uh, I'll let Johnny talk about why why uh, Zach Ertz is going to outscore him by like 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Drake London's so good that he's already buried Kyle Pitts for, you know, the 2022 NFL season. Um, yeah. I just, I'm, you know, this is the it is like they've talked about season. Kyle Pitts all week or whatever. Arthur Smith talking about it. This is your squeaky final wheel. squeaky wheel week. If Kyle Pitts stinks this week, then Kyle Pitts stinks. And like, people no way. To get if over you think it. the wheel is squeaky this week, just wait till he gets zeroed out by the Seahawks. <laughs> right. It's going to be super squeaky. squeaky I mean, look, Kyle Pitts squeaky wheel against like the team that just has given it up to tight ends for like three years running, you know, this is your finally your week, but no, I, I like Mariota uh, on DraftKings. I think um, he has been like a fantasy asset um, with his running, um, you know, 18 attempts over last two weeks. The Rams are obviously a tough team to, to do that on, you know, with the way their D line set up. And obviously the saints have a strong D line too. I think we're going to see one of these weeks where, you know, Mariota, you know, puts up a 30 burger. And I think this could, this could easily be it. It's not like Seattle is, you know, imposing or anything. And, you know, I don't think Tyler Algiers very good. So 
He's, we could see he's a lot a place for catch. He's he's one of the he's one of the better plays for catch. Yeah. Uh, Mario does rushing prop, by the way, is 28 and a half, which is like seven and a half, eight and a half too low. Uh, go fucking hammer yeah. that. I, I gave that out. I gave Mario to over 26 and a half in week one, stayed away last week to your point, Johnny. But I mean, I think he's one of the best bets on the board. Uh, yep. Yeah, I really like that. That's really low. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have anything else from the Falcon side. Um, Scott, you know what this reminds me of, though, with Drake London? It's like that meme where the guy's looking out the window and like on one side, the, the other side saying Drake London can't separate. And then the other side's like, yeah, he's got that dog in him. London's got that dog in him. He really does. Like for real. Yep. He really does. Dude, just. I, that was a scary take for me. I went up against Greg Cassell on, on Drake London. Yeah, man. He he's, awesome. he's really good in the open field too. Like, really. Brett was saying that. He was like, dude, he was, he was dusting Marshawn Lattimore, who is, you know, one of the best corners in the game. But also, especially good against big body wide receivers like Mike Evans, Drake London, Michael Thomas. Yeah, well, because Lattimore's so physical, but London, man, he's he's got quickness that I just I don't think people have really seen yet. Because um, they're not watching Falcons. Yeah. Why would they? Um, and he missed like all the preseason. So that, I know yeah. Dude, he met, yeah he he hurt his knee in like early August. But yeah. Um, all right. Last two games here, guys. Um, Rams Cardinals. Uh, Rams are three and a half. I put that in on Wednesday. I think that that got that up. But uh, over under is forty eight and a half. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury says that James Conner is a game time decision. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is like the stone worst with injuries this year. He's lied through his teeth about everything. I have no idea what's going on with James Conner. He practiced this week. It seemed like. A, a super minor injury where he was like hanging out on the sidelines, like almost maybe could have gone back in if they had one of their running backs go down. But I, I have no idea what's going on there. So we'll just have to see on Sunday. But yeah, man, I mean, this is this is one of the four games we've been talking about. Um, Rams Cardinals last year during the regular season combined for 57 and 53 points. Obviously, the total is a little bit lower than that here, just mainly because Cardinals offense oh, yeah. bad for uh, six quarters. Rams offense was really bad in week one, but um, Johnny, I mean, there's plenty of shootout appeal here in this spot. Um, I'll let you take it from there and, and uh, get out some of your favorite plays here from this game. Yeah, can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to play some Kyler this week. Um, Rams will be missing three cornerbacks and maybe a safety. Um, and Kyler um, sort of had some like, I had to take over this game kind of stuff to say last week. And so if he, yeah, Cliff, I mean, Cliff is terrible. So if, if Kyler just decides to, you know, run and sort of do his backyard thing earlier in this game, um, then we could see a Kyler week. And, you know, this is Kyler has a 50 point ceiling. Um, he's been sort of like neutered by Cliff's offense and, uh, you know, he's run the ball five times back to back weeks, which just seems insane when you're like getting dusted by other teams. So hopefully, you know, one of these weeks we see, you know, Kyler with 10 attempts or whatever. And I think this could be it. It's not the best matchup, but I do think the Rams being banged up a little bit on defense gives a little more credence to it. Um, I think Greg Dorch and play again a little bit. Um, I think Marquise Brown is a guy though, that I would prefer. I think he's your, your opportunity to get a, you know, 50 yard touchdown 
Um, but he's a guy like I'm not I'm not saying like go out and play Kyler and, you know, like the, you know, your single entry teams or whatever. But he's a guy that I'm going to have a little bit of exposure to. And then obviously um, Cup is a guy that's going to not get played as much with everyone playing uh, Diggs, Amon Ra, Tyreek and those guys. So similar to Adams, um, Cup is a guy that I want to be a little over the field on. I mean, he scored, what, 35 DraftKings points in, in back-to-back weeks. And, you know, to pay 10K and get 35, I think is is pretty good. Uh, yeah, so I was on Kyler the first two weeks heavy. Uh, he's just not really running this year. And then also historically, the Rams own him. Uh, so that just sort of makes me a little nervous. Um, yeah, I don't really know who's in play outside of Cup, but Cup's a great play. Oh, and Ertz. Jesus. Yeah, I forgot Ertz about Ertz. Ertz is a phenomenal too. play. Yeah. He, uh, if you look at his last, I don't know, seven games in a Cardinals uniform, he's averaging like 12 targets and like wide receiver five XFP per game. Uh, you know, like he's not as good as that volume, but I mean, that volume is just like insane. He's an even better value on FanDuel despite like losing the half point PPR. Yeah. yeah. The roles are really strong and he's going to be a full-time player this week finally after uh, missing so much time. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He was back to a full-time workload. I think that hurts storage a little bit. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of, um, 52 5100 tight ends on FanDuel this week or it's being another one of them um I think he'll end up being the most popular one uh along with Irv but there's quite a few yeah no one's gonna play him on DraftKings though I don't think okay yeah. and I think that's probably the the better site for him oh he's, he's oh, okay. never one for play. yeah definitely no um, yeah, no, and and Scott, my Kyler play is like solely on Kyler, sort of like running his mouth against Cliff. Oh, okay, got it. I'm trying to I'm trying to prove something. Yeah, well, he, well, he said something to that effect, um, Johnny. Like, I think this off season or maybe two off seasons ago, it was one of the off seasons he hurt his shoulder and he like missed a bunch of time. Uh, late in the year, but he was like basically like this whole offense is just me running around. And ironically, a year and a half later, we're talking about the same shit. So I'm, I, I definitely think there's merit there. Yeah, he said it this off season, and then Cliff like made him call plays during the preseason. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that, that okay. weird thing. Yeah, and then this this past week uh, when they were like interviewing him after the game, he came out and said that uh, in the I guess the fourth quarter in an overtime, he had to just take over the game by himself. Not wrong. Yeah. But it's I mean, just like I, uh, I tweeted this out. Like, at what point do we just blame Cliff for Kyler not turning into a Joe Burrow Herbert type yet? Like, why is it always on Kyler? Like, what if Cliff just sucks? Like, I think that's oh, he does. It. Yeah, I mean, we have a big enough sample to say Cliff clings where he's like a total joke. Yeah. Um, good game though. Really good game. Should be fast paced. Arizona is pushing the pace. Their second situation, neutral pace, uh, played obviously really fast when trailing as well. So if Rams get a lead here, I think we'll see Cardinals play, play really fast uh, again, which is great. Um, so really good game here, uh, to close us out. Uh, we got one more here to get through, uh, and it is Packers bucks. Um, it is so bizarre to see a Rodgers versus Brady game with an over-under of 41.5, but it makes sense. Um, both teams have receiver issues. Really the big one, though, for the Bucks is Donovan Smith is out, and his backup, Josh Wells, at left tackle is also out. 
Uh, Packers have, I think, the best front seven, maybe the you know maybe top three front seven in the NFL. Uh, they're number one in pressure rate. Uh, this is a really rough spot for Brady. Uh, Julio, we'll see. Godwin's going to be out. Gage is leg- uh, legitimately questionable. He has a hamstring. Um, it's really tough, man, for Bucks. Packers side, Alan Lazard somehow got taken off the injury report coming off his ankle. Uh, he's still not less. He's still not 100%. Uh, I think Watkins already got ruled out. Lazard is questionable with the hammy. Um, Scott, man, this, this game is, is really gross. I could see a big workload for, for all the backs here, but really Leonard Fournette. Um, I think this is a, a huge spot here for Fournette against the Packers defense. That's much, much easier to run on than throw against. Yeah. I think he's the number one running back play of the slate. Uh, I talked about it all off season, how his workload over his last, you know, three, five, seven games was better. It was like on par almost with 2019 McCaffrey. And then over his last 20 games with the Bucks was on par with 2021 Austin Eckler. And like, it's now even better than that, which is just absurd. Uh, all these injuries, you have to think Brady, the check down King just goes heavy to Fournette. The, the offensive line sucks, which is going to hurt Fournette inefficiency, but he's looked great. Uh, he's just like way too cheap. So he's an amazing play. Um, I think like the, in, in, oh, and the Packers rank like third worst in yards per carry allowed. Montgomery shredded them. Um, but I think the instinct for everyone is just to fade this because like it's all the injuries. Brady and Rodgers have sucked. And I just like wonder if that's wrong. Like it's Brady and Rodgers. Like, you know, quarterback is the most important position in football. So even with all these injuries, is there a chance that Rashad Perriman drops 140? And Romeo Dubs drops like 90 and two touchdowns or whatever. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, any thoughts on my contrarian plays there? Bucks Bucks pass defense is legit good. Like they're really good through a couple weeks here. Um, and Green Bay wants to like run the offense through the running backs, but the Buccaneers yeah. have the best run defense in football. Yeah. I really like Aaron Jones here. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> See, so like, Aaron Jones hasn't had that like 10 catch game yet. He's going to have, you know, some of them this year. Um, he hasn't had like the billion target game yet. Rogers has talked about, you know, wanting to use him more. They give him 15 carries last week. Um, if they game plan appropriately going in against the Bucks, um, then he's going to catch a ton of dump offs. So Jones is a guy I like a little bit. Um, the problem is AJ Dillon has more targets and like, 10 more carries. Yeah, but I think that was just sort of like organic. If you're game planning targets to a running back against the box, you're game planning it for for Jones. But I don't, you know, I don't love Jones. I think he's pretty expensive. Um, but there's a lot of scenarios where he outscores Mixon or Cook on DraftKings, you know, if he gets 10 targets against against Tampa Bay. I mean, we've seen it before with running backs get just like a million targets against them. Um but I, I, I think this game is is kind of bad. I like uh, both defenses. I think the biggest issue for the Bucks is that their offensive line is just yeah. like in shambles. Well, I mean, they, they came into the year with interior problems, and now no Donovan Smith here for back to back games. I mean, they're just they're in a tough spot um, for sure. But Johnny, I'm with you on Jones. Bucks gave up the second most receptions to backs last year. Um, you know, they they got to use them. Uh, I've been saying this for a couple weeks. I said it in week one, like 
I loved Aaron Jones in week one, but uh, they didn't throw to him. I think they have to here, uh, especially with no Watkins. Watkins has kind of been Rogers first read on a lot of plays. So, yeah, I think we, we have a big enough sample size to say that Aaron Jones is going to get more than, you know, three or four targets a week. Um, it, I think it's going to figure itself out. I hope. Yeah. And I do, if Julio plays, I, I like Julio. Um, he didn't do a whole lot week one, but he also like he hurt his knee on that long catch, and then he didn't really do much after that. Um, he's gonna, I mean, he's gonna have to do a lot if he plays this week. And if I mean, he's out, if he's out. I like Perryman. Julio has like never been good when hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to figure though that if he's playing, they're he's gonna be you know, somewhat involved because they got to use, they have to have him at some point this year with Godwin, especially with Godwin is hammy and not knowing how long he's going to be out. I don't think they're going to push Julio, but is, is Scotty Miller out too. Nah, he's going to play. Yeah. He's, he's, he's legit kind of in play for, for DK kind of. Cause I mean like Sucks, Russell Gage though. does not look close to healthy. Yeah. Gage isn't healthy. Um, he's been battling that hamstring for like six weeks now. That's a fair point, though, Scott. I mean, if they're running all these other guys out there still injured, then maybe Julio's not even healthy either. Sure. Yeah, I, think I don't know. Green Bay defense. Right... Yeah. Green Bay defense is legit good. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Brady had to, like, fake a finger injury so he can – say that's why he threw five interceptions against the Packers on Sunday. Yeah, just Giselle's going to send a snarky text. <laughs> you could be home watching the Kardashians with me. Instead, you just threw five picks against Green Bay. Yep. <laughs> if, uh, if you guys, if you haven't read the New Yorker, uh, the satire article about like how Brady spent his summer at home with the kids... Uh, everyone should go read it. It's uh, it's incredible. To check it out. Um, all right, I think that's gonna do it, guys. I should do when it. When are we gonna go back to making lineups? Uh, I don't know. Not this week though, because this has already been an hour and a half, and your boy is uh, toast here. But uh, we can do it next week if you want. Right. Sounds good. Um, guys, great show. Everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, for Ben, behind the glass, hanging out with us, making us look good, sound good, and hanging out with us. Appreciate you, Ben. Uh, for Proctor, for Scott, I'm Graham. Catch you guys next week.